You know, it's remarkable enough that the church has lasted for so long. Through so many wars and natural disasters, the bride of Christ continues on. And I think it's even as remarkable or maybe even more remarkable that we as a church can come around this table like we're going to do later in this service and receive these elements that represent the body and the blood of Christ. Because this is not just a celebration of what Jesus did on the cross, but this is a celebration that has been going on with God's people for thousands of years. And it's amazing that here we are in 2022, and we're still celebrating God's redemption. I love communion. I love that we can come to the table. I love that we can come and celebrate this, that many of you grew up in a tradition that was called Eucharist, which means thanksgiving, gratitude for what God has done. And that's what we're going to be doing today as a church. But it's also the beginning of a brand new series that we've started that'll take us to Easter and just a little bit past Easter called Restoration. How many of you would say today, I need to be restored. I'm tired. I'm weary. You can raise your hand. You don't have to. It doesn't matter. (laughs) But it is church. You should be honest about it, right? (laughs) We come to this place two years into a pandemic with a war going on across the world with so many things that we see around us that, that just, it makes us ache, bothers us to the core. But we as Christ followers have the hope that Jesus came to bring salvation and he's one day coming again to bring restoration. And in fact, in the meantime, you and I have restoration through what he did on the cross. This Seder supper that he was celebrating on the cross, uh, or that he was celebrating before he went to the cross with his disciples, he told them to go in Jerusalem, to go to this upper room. Jerusalem would have been buzzing. There would have been people that would have traveled uh, miles and miles and miles from the countryside, maybe even hundreds of miles, to come into Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And it was on that Thursday that they would have celebrated the Seder supper. And it was this supper, it was this meal that they would have remembered the goodness of God. They would have remembered his deliverance. And in fact, we just finished a whole series on Moses. Uh, This is God's plan, not my plan, because I didn't put two and two together until later that we'd be talking about this celebration that we just talked about in the past uh, message series and how God delivered the, the whole nation of Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. And so there's Jesus in the upper room. And the Seder Supper was kind of had four cornerstones or pillars, if you will. And they were these cups, these four cups of wine that kind of separated the different parts of the Seder Supper. And we don't see the whole thing recorded, but when Jesus was with his disciples, they would have celebrated the whole Passover meal, that whole Seder Supper, the whole thing in its entirety. And we just see them taking the bread and taking the cup. And I want to talk today as we come to this table and as we begin this series on restoration, I want to talk today about these cups. Because every part of that meal was important. Every nuance had significance, but there was nuance in the cups. And today when we celebrate what we read in the Gospels, which we'll read in a moment, is Jesus and his disciples and you and me celebrating the third cup of the Passover. 
I think you'll understand maybe what that's all about. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Exodus chapter 6. If you don't, the words will be on the screen this morning. Or you can get online and uh, access online. Exodus chapter 6. We read a little bit of this a few weeks ago with the story of Moses. It says, Say therefore to the people of Israel, God is telling Moses, Say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. And I will bring you out from under the burden of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from slavery to them. And he says, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has brought you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. And in this meal that we are about to celebrate, in this Passover meal, in this communion service, in this communion meal that we're celebrating, and the one that Jesus celebrated with his disciples, they would have had these four pillars that are taken right from Exodus chapter 6. These four cups of communion. Four cups of the Seder Supper. The first cup would have been in, cha- in verse 6 when he says, Therefore, say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. And he says, And I will bring you out from Egypt. And that would have been God's people celebrating that first cup, which was called the, fir- the cup of sanctification. He sanctified them. He he set them apart. He is always continually setting his people apart for something special. And he was about ready to do that with the Jewish people, wasn't he? And he set them apart. He brought them out of this, this misery that they were in, this evil that they had been surrounded by for 400 years. And he set them apart. And so the first cup of the Seder Supper, the first cup of Passover, would have been the cup of sanctification. And if you're here today and you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, just like we sang about just a few minutes ago, you are made holy, not because of anything that you've done, but you have been made holy. And that's what that word means, sanctification, set apart or made holy. But you've made holy because of what Jesus did on the cross. He's the one that makes you righteous. He's the one that makes you holy. Nothing that we can do. He was doing the same thing for the people of Israel, bringing them out of Egypt, setting them apart. And so we have the first cup, the cup of sanctification. The second cup is the cup of, it's known as the cup of praise. When he says there, and I will deliver you in verse 6, I will deliver you from slavery to them. This is what the people would come around this table and they would celebrate God's deliverance. They would sing songs of praise. They would tell stories, probably often long. You think your Thanksgiving's long. These were long meals. And they would have told stories of how God delivered his people from the bond of slavery. And so the second cup is the cup of praise, that they are set free, and that we give praise because we have spiritually been set free because of what Christ did on the cross. And then we come to the third cup, and the third cup is the cup of redemption. This is the cup that we see in the Gospels. This is the cup that 
we have recorded that Jesus was celebrating. And today, when you receive this little cup that's all COVID-friendly and everything, when you receive that today, I want you to think about the fact that you are receiving a cup of redemption. Because if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, you have been bought with a price. Jesus went to the cross. He hung on the cross. He died. And God offered up with the price of his son, his life. He bought you. He took your sins with him. He took away your sins so that you can have a relationship with God. You have been redeemed, like we just sang about. And so we have that third cup that we'll partake today with, that cup of redemption. But today I want to talk about this fourth cup. It's the the last part of this, and it's verse 7 of Exodus. And this is where God instructed them to to partake from in the Seder Supper, in this Passover meal. Verse 7 says, I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord who has brought you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. And so when God's people get together and celebrate his deliverance, they're celebrating in that fourth cup the fact that he has come to restore them. It's often called the cup of restoration or the cup of acceptance. That God has accepted us. And today, I want you to know that wherever you are spiritually, maybe you have been far, far, far from God. Maybe you accepted him as your savior years ago. And you've been far from him. You've kind of lost touch with him. He wants to restore you today. He wants to bring you back to him. He wants to take you to be his own. He already has. He already bought you with a price. But there's something very interesting about this fourth cup, and that is this. This is a cup that Jesus, and it's recorded in Matthew chapter 26, said that he will not drink from until he comes again. Matthew 26, verses 26 through 29, records it this way. There he is with his disciples, and now as they were eating, Matthew records it. Jesus took the bread, after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, take eat. This is my body. And he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you. For this is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, you will not, I will not drink of it again, the fruit of this vine, until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Most scholars believe that this was the fourth cup, that cup of acceptance or that cup of redemption. And here's why. Jesus is providing you, excuse me, the cup of restoration. He's providing you restoration, spiritually speaking. We're going to be talking about that in the weeks to come. He provides restoration in terms of relationships that may have been broken or wounded. He may give you restoration in terms of your wounds, but he is also coming again one day to restore his church back to himself. And that's why he says, I'm not going to drink from this cup until the day comes. And that's something that we can hope for and we look forward to. And my guess, without getting into the deep waters here, is is that day is coming sooner 
rather than later. Jesus is coming to restore us to him. But you know, I love what God does. I don't know about you. Have, have you ever tried to restore something? Some of you are into restoring cars, furniture. Any of you tried to restore something? I, my restoration projects usually end up unfinished. That's the way mine go, right? Any of you like me on that one? That restoration project, you go unfinished. But here's what we do when we restore something, right? We take something that's old and tired and worn out, and we do something, and we make it look new. But Jesus does something so much greater. His restoration is not making something look new or making it look like it was new. His restoration with us spiritually is that he makes us new. He makes us new. We're going to discover all that that means over these next few weeks. And so if you came in here today and you are tired and worn out and you're like, man, I was even in a bad mood this morning because I woke up an hour earlier than I thought. And Apple told me to. <laughs> if, you, if you come into this place and you are worn out because of a relationship or because of a circumstance, or, or you came in here today and you have never met Jesus as your personal Savior, I want you to know that if you're in that boat, you can be redeemed today just by putting your trust in him. And if you came into this place worn out and tired, and in need of restoration like so many of us are. I want you to experience his grace. To understand the depth of his love. And know that he is coming back. And one day he will join. We will join with him. And we will be with him forever. The Apostle Paul gives us instructions in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I want to read it today before we come to the table. This is the first church coming together to the communion table, to the Eucharist, giving thanks for what Christ did on the cross, just like we're doing today. That was in the first century. Here we are in 2022, and we're continuing to give thanks for what he did. Paul says this, inspired by God's Holy Spirit, for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took the bread, and when he had given thanks, just like we read, he broke it, and he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after, the, after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. And while we wait for him to come, while we know that he is coming one day, while we wait, our job, church, our job, Christ follower, is to proclaim his death. It's to give voice to the new life that he offers that true restoration that none of us can make possible except for him. So this morning, we're going to come to this table. You're going to hear how we're going to do that. We're doing it a little bit different today. But we're going to come to this table, and we're going to remember what Christ did. And before we do that, I want us to pray. And as we pray, I want you to focus on those cups.
that cup of sanctification, that cup of praise, cup of redemption, and that cup of restoration. Father, we thank you so much for this time of remembering your deliverance. You have been, from the beginning of time, from the moment that sin entered this world in the Garden of Eden, you have been all about redemption and restoration. And I want to begin by asking you, Father, to to speak to the one or two or maybe many who are here today and they've never accepted you as their Savior. That cup of redemption, that third cup that we're going to partake of today is something that they've never experienced because they've never put their trust in you. And Father, right now, would your Holy Spirit lead and guide them to come to you and to put their trust in you as their Savior? I want to encourage you today. If you've never placed your trust in him, what, what a, there's no greater time. There's no greater moment than before we come to this table for you to, to say yes to him, to admit that you're a sinner just like we all are, to realize that it's that sin that keeps you from God, and to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you can have eternity in heaven when you die because of what Jesus did on the cross. The Apostle Paul later in Ephesians tells us that there's nothing that we can do, there's nothing that we can do to earn our salvation. It says it's a gift from God. And today, if you've never placed your faith in him, I want to give you the opportunity to believe, to receive that gift before we come to this table. Just in the quietness of this place and the quietness of your heart, I'm going to pray a prayer out loud. And if you want to receive that free gift, that redemption that Jesus offers, I want to encourage you to just quietly, you and God, to pray a prayer, something like this. God, thank you for bringing me here today. Thank you for dying on the cross, purchasing me with your life. And today I admit that I'm a sinner. And today I choose to believe in you, Jesus, to be my Savior. I accept the free gift of eternal life. Father, I thank you for anyone within the sound of my voice who may have prayed that prayer along with me today. And Father, I pray that you would ground them and you would anchor them to you and to your word. And Father, I pray that their first communion as a new believer is one that never, never forget. If you walked into this place and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're going to heaven, you accepted Jesus as your Savior, but you came in here tired and weary and worn down. I want to encourage you to accept the fact that he is in the restoration business and he can make you new. And when you come to this table, I want you to think about that fourth cup that one day is coming again. We're going to be with him in his kingdom. What a joyous day that'll be. Father, I thank you so much for this table. I thank you for all the, the meaning of the Seder. And I thank you for all the the nuance and the very specific meaning of every part of the Passover feast. And here we are in 2022 with the great privilege 
of coming to this table again and celebrating the fact that you delivered us from our sins. We thank you for that. We give you glory. We give you honor for that. And today, as we receive the cup and receive the bread, I pray that you would help us to be focused on what you did on the cross for us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.